My name is Sarah, and I play the wood elf Morlande Lightglass, the presiding druid over the protected remnants of Isatalos. You're listening to Advantage. Last episode in number 023, the party rested for the night in the grotto along the Charmed River on the way upstream to Letris. Arag ventured off to find one of the many caches left by the East Italian Warden Scout and was attacked by a Grick, a terrible, tentacle-mouthed, serpentine creature from the Underdark. Arag quickly killed the beast and investigated the area, discovering a hole leading into the cavernous depths of the plain below. Taking this information back to the others at the barge sparked a conversation on the cosmology of the multiverse. Did you know that you could tunnel straight down into the elemental chaos if you wanted to? Or that the stars at night are the astral dominions of the gods in the plane above? Next be revealed that she had been working on a way to transform her boat, Marge the Deathbringer, into a flying ship so that they could cross the entire cusp with ease. What she needs is some more artificial know-how. Before heading to bed, Nexby also predicted that the next day they would arrive at the old site of Trail's End. And that's where we'll pick up. So in the morning, Nexby tells you that you can expect to reach Trail's End today. Yep, just a few more bins and a couple of sections of quick water. Out of character, we're gonna skip those just because I don't feel like doing a million of those sequences. Uh, I don't blame you. As you continue upstream on the Charmed River, there's a, a certain sense of calm that you begin to feel deep within. Uh, and that's a big deal considering the amount of trauma on the adventure that you've had up to this point. There's like a almost palpable hope, kind of an emotional magic that you feel. The sun is soothing on your skin as you sit on the deck of the barge. You look out on the bank and this hope seems to be reflected in the natural world as well. Green begins appearing among the dark ash of the watch forest. Grasses and wildflower poke their heads up from the soot. Uh, there are butterflies around and there, there's, there's activity, you know. Even the hunks of burned trees are budding with new leaves and fungi are sprouting heartily consuming the dead ones. So, uh, Trail's End is right up here, and that's as far as I ever got in March to Deathbringer. Didn't even make it to Isatalos. Care to stop? This tea goes straight through me. I've got to piss like a racehorse. Great. Uh, I mean, you're in charge, so sure. Uh, and, um, the boat is moored. So you get off at Trail's End, and it is almost unrecognizable. From the last time you saw it, uh, Private Orlander Beachtail, the sprite from the hundreds of thousands that had created 
he had created that bonfire out of the Pandominion's wooden grave markers. This space had been the site of a massacre, and now you feel more at peace with the state of the forest than you ever have. Plants flourish between the pavers on the trail, beginning to reclaim the road for the forest. The anomaly of the space is this small campfire, circled by smooth rocks pulled from the river. It crackles and pops as if it has just been stoked with new wood. Yet you see no logs piled, nor any footprints in the grass that would show evidence that there had been somebody here for days. Morlinde, you smell smoke from this fire, and instantly you hear the sound of a soothing, familiar voice speaking in Druidic. This is in your head, by the way. This is the birth of Everflame. In the days when gods and primordials fought, the primordials sought to cover this world in flames. The fire would burn the forest, kill the people, and leave the world in nothing but a pile of ashes to be scattered to the winds of the elemental chaos. The primordials unleashed their flame and it began to devour the great forests that stood at the dawn of time. People fled in terror as they had no hope of stopping the fire. But then a great thing happened. When the fire devoured earth and wood, plants and beasts arose among the ashes. The fire turned and stomped over the fresh sprouts, but they arose again wherever the fire had rampaged before. Around and around the fire raced, but it was never able to burn one place before life once again arose in another. And then the fire realized its place and leapt unto the winds to become one with the world. The world survived, and even when the flames claim tree after tree, it remains true that life follows death, surely as death follows life. Moreland Day, that was the voice of Kareth, who as presiding druid of Isatalos had selected you to become their young oak apprentice. Kareth, who had introduced you to the ways of the primal spirits, who had taught you how to become a leader in your community. Kareth, who had hoped that you would treasure and protect the great, noble customs and traditions of your people, the glorious elven heritage that had been passed down specifically to you, Morlinde. Kareth, who had watched as the community that they had loved abandoned those rituals and sacraments. Kareth, who had left Isatalos in heartbreak and in anger, feeling like a failure to the ancestor spirits. Kareth, who abandoned the post of presiding druid in order to preserve the sanctity of their home. Kareth, who had hoped that you, Morlinde, would lead the remnants of Isatalos back into the graces of the primal spirits. Kareth, who watched from afar as you further abandoned the lessons that they had taught you as a young oak. Kareth, who had spent years with you in the forest for that single task. Kareth, who is now restoring the forest that they had once knew and the customs and traditions of the primal spirits, one way or another. All of these things, Morlinde, 
become clear to you and the smoke of the shrine to Everflame. So, shit, Joe. Um, Tell me about the expression that the three of you are reading on Morlinde's face. No, I got it. I got it. <laughs> um, so, all that Morlinde can feel is just like like shock and I don't want to say despair but like just like like her grief yeah grief and like just like there's there's now just like the a, a feeling in her stomach that she knows isn't gonna go away like a knot there's a knot in your stomach yeah um because she's realized that maybe Kareth was right and maybe everything that she just did is wrong and maybe it was more black and white than she thought uh so tell me about the expression that the three of you are watching uh as as these thoughts rush through Morlinde's mind. The first thing I'd imagine is like a sort of like glazed over kind of distant stare as if she's not looking at what she sees, you know, what is right there, but like... Like a, like a deepened thought. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like it would be obvious that, especially because we know that, she, that, that like the spirits are her thing, that like she's probably having some kind of spiritual moment. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. I, I imagine like uh, her like brow like furrowing a little yeah, bit more I, heavily as it goes along, making a. And I imagine like a certain sadness. Yeah. So, I just after it seems to have gone on a while, just sort of quietly, Moreland Day. Um. Are you okay? No. No. Um, we shouldn't have left the forest. I shouldn't have left the forest. I can't be the presiding druid. This is wrong. Everything we're doing is wrong. I mean, all we're doing is trying to save lives. Yeah, but we wasted all this time and we left the forest and like the spirits haven't been con like I haven't had that much contact with the spirits anyway, which should have been a clear sign that I'm doing something wrong. And now I'm really doing something wrong. This is not Okay. Um Well, what do you think we should do? <sighs> I think all we can do is like stick with our plan but I made a poor choice but um, I can't see what else we could do at this point we have to keep going but 
something is wrong and and I did it <laughs> and I'm not sure what it is yet but it's wrong and uh, Karith is still out there and they're mad and I don't know how they got in my head but they did um, okay. so well, but let's keep going but something is not okay how about this how about when we get back on the barge you spend some time just meditating trying to contact the spirits asking for some guidance trying to just rekindle that relationship and then we'll take a, a moment um, when we get past Isatalos or what remains of Isatalos because we're going to be going by there on the river anyway um, and maybe there's we can go to the area where the shrine once stood or like what wherever whatever big religious place there was in Isatalos we can go to that area and maybe try to reconnect or you can try to reconnect there and get back on the right track yeah well I just had the clearest connection to the spirits I've had in months and it was not good <laughs> so I don't know if that's a good idea let's just keep going let's just keep going I'm gonna figure this out we but we have to keep going because you're right people's lives are on the line it just might be more my fault than I thought it was And that's fine, but we gotta go, so... You you hear a sharp voice in the trees shout down to you, Back again, huh? Well, this time you aren't leaving. You will die by the arrows of the hundreds of thousands, scum. You have destroyed our home. And in that moment, you see sprites, plural, many, that appear from nowhere as they come out of their visibility and you are all peppered with arrows and that's how we died good good uh... <laughs> <laughs> this guy and that was that was advantage <laughs> done <laughs>
if you could go and contribute over at patreon.com slash advantage dnd thanks everybody who's helped so far um, each of those tiers comes with a reward attached so you're getting something back for your donation uh, for example at a five dollar per month donor you get to hang out with the cast and me before we record um, and then as a ten dollar donor you can stay on the call as we record and get a sneak peek at what will likely be airing later this year. Um, we've had an extreme amount of, of fun and laughs with our donors so far. Um, so we would love for you to be one of our patrons. Um, again, our link is patreon.com slash advantage DND. Uh, Dark Silver Forge continues to offer 10% off of all their products to Advantage listeners. I hate that I'm saying this before Thanksgiving, but I know that their products would be excellent gifts for folks into RPGs. Look online for the Cthulhu Gold Dice Set, which is incredible. Um, find them at darksilverforge.com and use the code ADVANTAGEDND, no spaces, all caps, and receive 10% off everything on their website. Our friends in podcasting, How Friends Roll, finished up their latest campaign in an incredible two-hour season finale. It was fun, it was silly, and surprisingly heart-wrenching. Uh, HFR does micro-campaigns with rotating casts, and so I'm so excited to see what Sully has in store for Season 4. Um, next week, the Switch series episode that I DM'd for them will be published on their feed, so now is a perfect time to go subscribe over on their channel. I'm super proud of their show and all the work that they've put into making How Friends Roll what it is. Go find them on iTunes and on Twitter at how friends roll of course we're also on the social medias as well um absolutely reach out to us our handles on everything facebook twitter tumblr instagram reddit they're all at advantage dnd we're easy to find as a reminder you can always send us voicemails that we can cut into the show if you want to leave us a message open up your phone's voice recording app and email it to advantage dnd at gmail.com uh, it's always so much fun to hear your thoughts and again, our Patreon page, donating at patreon.com slash advantage DND is the most powerful way that you can help show support for our show. If you can't afford that, leaving an iTunes review is a great way to help bring in new fans. We haven't actually gotten any new reviews in a while, so I'd love to hear your thoughts. The more ratings we have, the more people will find the podcast. All right, let's get back to the show. Thank you. Yeah, I'm gonna roll a d6 for each of you. That's how many arrows are going to be you're gonna be hit by. Okay. Grimton, you're hit by three arrows. Alaris, you are hit by one arrow. Uh, Morlinda, you're hit by five. Um, <laughs> Alric, you're hit by two. So for each of these, you take one single piercing damage, and the target must succeed on a DC 10 constitution saving throw or become poisoned for one minute. For each arrow? For each arrow. So, like, so I, I, I... make five saving throws? Correct. Tell me if the results, if any of them go below five. 
one constitution saving throw. Good job. Dude, yeah, my first one was a four. All so right. So with that, that. Oh, my second one was five, so both of them sucked. Ulrich, you, you're hit by these arrows, and you are immediately knocked unconscious. You are asleep um, for one minute or until you take uh, damage or another creature takes another action to shake you awake. Uh, two of my five rolled under five. Same with you. You are immediately knocked out. Um, Grimton. Uh, succeeded the first two, 2013, and then a three. Bummer. Alaris, three of your companions just went down. <laughs> to be fair, I'm small, so it doesn't take a lot of time for it to circulate. Stand down! It's like... Uh... You should have just fallen down and pretended to be hit. I'll, I'll do that. You're gonna fall down and pretend to be hit? Yep. Give me a deception check. <laughs> 11? <laughs> With a question mark? <laughs> I imagine him as like, we all fall down and then he like, in almost in a comedic way, he's like, he looks up and then pretends to, like, you know. Like yeah, very, yeah, that's exactly what I... Get him another round! Like, oh, I'm hit! Oh, uh, Elias, yeah. you're hit with six arrows. Please give me... Okay. <laughs> please give me uh, a handful of constitution saving throws. Succeeded on the first one. Succeeded on the second one. Succeeded on the third one. Oh, not one. Oh. Bummer. Uh. You are knocked unconscious. Man, I got all of the other five, and then crit failed the other one. Are, are we about to, like, wake up in, like, a pixie lair or something? Because I would not be happy. Grimton would not be happy about that. He already wanted to go kill all the pixies before. Are they sprites or pixies? And is there a difference? They're sprites. Pixies... Sprites. Pixies are more... Pixies are a sweet punk band. Yeah, the Pixies are a sweet punk band, and Sprites are more of a militia. More of a K-pop. Yep. <laughs> you, you wake up as, like, a dozen Sprites on each of you are trying to hogtie you. Oh my god. Tell me how you're handling this. I'm going to... We're being... Can we, like attack them and things yeah i'm gonna sure. thrash about yeah. wiggle around and kick some things some shit things <laughs> yeah. are there like a bunch of them off to an area or are they just all on top of like us everybody's on top of somebody as far as you know before i get shot again because that's definitely what's about to happen to the two flailing about i just want to like take a second and assess the situation your hands and legs are being forced behind your back. Um, but we haven't and, gone anywhere. Like, we're still where we yeah, were. Yeah, you, you haven't gone anywhere. You're still uh, at Trail's End. The fire's still going. Like, Can we see them? Yes, you can see them. All of them? Presumably. How many are there? Let's see. I said a dozen on each of you, so what, 48. I watched Grimton and Moreland Day flailing about and see what happens. <laughs> You're never going to break free of these. And, and uh, they continue to cinch you tighter. And then another comes up with uh, a longsword, uh, Grimton, and is going to have advantage to hit you with. And he rolled a 17 on the first one. It can hold a longsword? Yeah. It's a tiny longsword, but it's a relative oh, okay. longsword. Um, so actually, relative, everything's relative longsword, sure. 17 plus 2 to hit. Still gonna miss so you. Close. But they're, but they're stabbing around your body try, uh, trying to get you as you th thrash about. Moreland Day, same with you. That was a, a 19 plus 2. 21. 
uh, versus t- uh, 16. Yeah. That's going to do you with one slashing damage. Oh, good. I'm going to throw a chromatic orb at okay. the ones above Grim 10. Okay. okay. It's just an orb of fire. Four-inch diameter sphere. That's a 10. <laughs> that is unfortunately not going to hit the sprites and you fire wide they look down at you who is not flailing and they come over to you and try to stab you as well (laughs) uh 14 on the first roll seven on the second 14 plus two is nine which is not going to hit your uh your 11 uh auric you are seeing all of this from your prone position so what's the one that we that we pissed off specifically orlander beach tail beach tail Ugh. Orlander. What, scum? What exactly do you plan on doing with us? Taking you away. How incredibly specific. What more do you need to know, prisoner? Why are you taking us away for ex- exactly? What, what, uh, what are we being taken prisoner for? Why do you need to know, prisoner? What, I'm being... Give me a I'm being... persuasion check. Intimidation with disadvantage. <laughs> it's not... Uh, I'm going to do a persuasion You were not speaking into the mic during any of that. Sorry, you're right. I leaned away from it. I mean, I rolled eight plus one, which is nine, so it's probably not gonna make a difference. Nope. What? You're you're gonna just like tie us up, not even tell us where we're going? Like we're prisoners. Can't we know a little bit? It's not like we do anything about it. Fair point. Especially when we put you to sleep. That was a ten. The next one was a fifteen plus two, sixteen. Dang it. Give me a con saving throw and take one piercing damage. 13. You saved, but you're poisoned. Um, Alright, so how are we actually going to get them there? Well, I don't know. <laughs> we didn't think hey. that far. Hey, guys. What? We happen to be in quite a bit of a hurry. We're trying to save some people's lives. If you could find it in the kindness in your heart to let us get on our way, we promise we'll never bother you ever again. Yeah. Listen, scum, you did a lot of damage here. What did I? What, what did we what, do? What did we do? You started this fire. I didn't start the fire. Oh my goodness. I. We're going to telling... fight the people who started the fire. That's not what the presiding druid says. Well, the presiding druid is not the presiding druid. I'm the presiding druid. They quit. That's not what the presiding druid says. I'm sorry. They ran off and abandoned <laughs> the city and abandoned the forest. I'm the presiding druid. And I know who burned down the forest, and it's time for them to get reprimanded, and I'm going to do that right now, so can you please leave us alone? Like eight days ago, you showed off that you were the presiding druid by turning into a squirrel. Yeah? (laughs) I'm a young presiding druid. (laughs) As you get older, the shapes get more, the animals get more elaborate. Yes, actually. Hey, Morlinda, go ahead and give me a an intelligence saving throw or just an intelligence check uh oh that'll be good um 20 Wait, him talking about your 22. wild shape reminds you that you have a wild shape oh. <laughs> 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 oh, good thing i suck at using it okay i think that one i just picked was a what wait, let me find it what am i you oh, could become oh, a snake oh. um or a bug. A snake. Ooh, <laughs> snake. S N E K. Joe, I want to try to persuade these sprites to let us go on our way. Let's hear it. All right, and I want to use my inspiration. <laughs> that will be a twenty. Nice. 
All right, let's hear it. What's your business for coming back here then? We're going to go try to save everyone in Buttress. Okay, well, what does that have to do with us? Nothing, that's why we don't want to bother you. We want to go on our merry way. Well, you've already bothered us. No, we just yeah. walked into this, we just happened to walk into this clearing and you bothered us by shooting a bunch of arrows at us. No, 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 but like before, you started the fire. We didn't start the fire. Start then who the fire. started the fire? Everflame. Everflame was summoned by the zealots from the Rock of... Your presiding druid started the fire. What? How do you think they were able to warn you that it was going to happen? Because Kareth can read the signs really well and knows the spirits and knows... Kareth started All right, you fire. got us there. As a presiding druid, I can tell you that we don't have that much power. I can't see the future. Neither can Kareth. Especially not after they ran off. Well? Also, if you really want me to turn into a squirrel right now to prove it, I can. <laughs> You're gonna have to do something better than a squirrel. <laughs> or a cat. Or a constrictor snake. <laughs> or... Literally, I mean, like, really, the, the, the squirrel was a low bar to set. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like so you, I turn into a constrictor snake. You can't do much worse. Like a... I turn into a constrictor, and I start constricting the nearest sprite, who is surprised. <laughs> I don't act. I don't constrict too hard, though. Just, just a good hug. Just a good hug. Let go. Let, let go. Okay. Let, let go. And uh, it begins stabbing the longsword into you. Uh, I'm unsqueezing. I'm letting go. It was a four, so it's not gonna hit. Cool. And and it's like not breaking uh, your scaly skin. Mm, my scaly scales. So, will you let us on our way? Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. We appreciate the mercy of the hundreds of thousands. Yeah. All right, fellas. Let's go. And they disappear with their invisibility. Good riddance. Did you just say good riddance? No. No? Didn't say anything. Bye. Oh, no one said good riddance. I said good mittens. I've been thinking about knitting some really cute mittens when it gets for when it gets cold. I know it's summer, but like, give me a deception check. Oh, thank God! Thank the spirits. Twenty. I like them in a size small. Extra, extra small. I'll keep that in mind. I I don't have I don't have time to make them for the whole hundred thousand. I can make them for you though. All right, says Orlander. I'll take it as a thank you gift. I'll let you know when they're done. So, uh, you go back down to the river, and the barge isn't where you left it. Yeah. The rope that you had used to anchor uh, it to a root system has been cut Man. by what was tiny, probably a tiny, tiny blade. Um, and you, you search downstream and spot the barge beginning to... Uh, free float down the river with Nexby and Neavan struggling under their hog ties. Oh my oh god. And peppered with toothpick-sized arrows. Arik wastes no time and begins to sprint toward the barge. Agreed. Alright, give me athletics checks. Okay. The, yeah. the lot of ya. Wow. 14. My athletics is so 24. Bad. I have a minus one in them. Yeah. Uh, Good old minus one athletics giving me 14. I'm going to roll a whopping five. I'm going to say that that poison is still messing with me. Absolutely. Yeah, same. 
Um, you can go ahead and try to save for that, Stephen. Um, Grimton, you are ahead of everybody, and you're going to end up getting there first. Something about the way that uh, this certain prosthetic is just really working with you. Or maybe it's after you, you wrenched your ankle so badly and gave yourself that healing word. Either way, you're flying. You're able to get there to the boat. I rolled um, a six. Joe, did you tell me to roll again? Told you to do a saving throw, but it's going to stay in your system, um, which is going to give you disadvantage on the next athletics check that you are going to, the three of you, make now. Twelve. Oh my god, six. Fifteen. Alaris, you're able to see that Warlinde is still super frazzled by the encounter with Everflame and Kareth, and then followed immediately by uh, the hundreds of thousands Auric, you're able to like kind of shake your head and then press through. Go ahead and give me another poison saving throw. 11. That's enough. Grimton, you are on deck of a free floating barge with uh, the captain and presumably the future first mate bound. I'm going to try to free Nexby. Oh, you're going to use that turn to free Nexby? Everybody else, go ahead and give me more athletics checks. I no longer have disadvantage on my athletics, correct? That one will be a 15, Joe. Nat 20. (laughs) Rolled six. Alaris and Morlinde, you're able to catch up to the boat and uh, drag yourselves on. Ulrich, you made it to the boat, but you can't quite get your body up there. Like, you're just slipping off the hull. I I yell up to them, somebody turn on the driver. Uh, I'm going to go to the helm. Okay, you grab the helm and you're able to keep it steady directionally um, but you don't know how to work the actual like engine mechanism to push it forward next me how do i drive this thing did you put it in neutral first how do i do that push in the clutch all right i push in the clutch <laughs> all right now that's always in neutral um and all right now and then it's up and to the left and then up again okay oh no wait no that's reverse sorry i'm not used to having to explain it uh, uh, uh Van, I hope you're writing all this down. Uh, reverse is fine. No, it's not. We're pointed the wrong direction. Yeah, so if we go reverse, then that's fine, right? You're right. Let's do it. <laughs> and so you engage, and um, your your free your free floating slows as Nexby's able to get back up there and takes the controls from you. Someone throw me down a ladder. <laughs> we'll just. Just stay there, and we'll park in a second. Let us get everything under control. Um, I need to untie Neovan. I've, ne- I've, I've never been on the wrong side of Sprites before. They were so vicious. Tell me about it. Uh, they just needed a stern talking to. Next B says, damn Sprites, what did I tell you? <laughs> Next B, they're after your winch and driver again. I'd be careful. Yeah, I'm lucky that they didn't break it. Actually, if you want to be honest, they're after us because Grimton made them angry. What'd you do to him? I tried to kill him. Well? To be, <laughs> to be fair, though, looking at these guys sideways, I feel like, makes him angry. It doesn't take much. I'm sure you understand that. Me too, Ulrich. And also nodding to Grimton. Being small makes you, makes you have to develop some sort of attitude to the world, don't you think? You're not wrong, XP. I'm more than just a pretty face. <laughs> I mean... I suppose if there's some, like, proportional mathematics here, the tinier you get, the more attitude you need. Hence the bonus attitude from the extra tiny beings.
All right. Well, I don't have anything mapped upstream from here, says Nexby. You locals are going to have to tell me what to expect if you know. Did either of you spend much time on this river? Um, so, yeah, my, my knowledge of the river is going to extend a little farther, but there will definitely be a point where my knowledge is largely theoretical. Sure, and I'm just working on word of mouth, so, like, literally anything else. I mean, there is more river. Okay. Hey, make, <laughs> make a map yourself. Not, not a lot of people travel this entire length. <laughs> what do you think we're going to see when we get to Isotelos? You think the Warforge will still be there? Should we prepare for um, battle? We should prepare for literally anything. Like, Next there's B, no telling what is going to happen. Next B says, there are Warforged in Isotalos? Uh, maybe. Well, not necessarily. We heard some rumors. I can't... If if there are Warforged in Isotalos, I can't be seen by them. Okay. Then... I, if... I told you my story of being... of, of running from uh, the Soul Forgers. Right. Well... If we see any, you can just go below deck yeah. and let Neovan drive a little bit. Or teach one of us to drive in the time we have. And then if things get too hairy... I basically got the hang of it. You go up and to the left and then up again. Oh, that's just gear one. That's, that's reverse, that's actually. Reverse. Well, I understand that that's reverse, but that's one of them, and I remembered it. So I could probably remember the rest of them. All right. Uh, Neovan, would you be able to take Alaris as your first mate? Um, I, I, I suppose I'm st still pretty shaky at this, but I know it all in, th in theory. Well, theories are what we're working on right now, so that's fine. <laughs> I'd hate to pile on, but if we do see Warforged, unless you plan on engaging with them, I'd best be out of sight, too. Okay. What's your story? Um, well... Me and the king don't necessarily see eye to eye right now. I mean, Grace under he's surprisingly tall for a dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted that to be the joke you were going for. But yeah, me neither. Would the Warforge have any reason to engage us if we gave, if we didn't provoke them? Like, assuming Nexby and Grimton are hidden below deck. I don't... Do they have any reason? I, I wouldn't think so, but considering it's a foreign force I would assume that they would be cautious in engaging or in investigating any foreign convoys if you catch my drift like if we're going right by Isatalos then and there's warforged or some army foreign army there I would not be surprised if they stopped us what do you think Nexby? Are, are the warforged likely to stop us and try and investigate is that within their protocol it depends on what their protocol is. I don't know what they what these Warforged are assigned to do. You just told me about them. What do you know? Fair enough. Mm, nothing. Nothing. Like, was, well, again, it was rumors. Who'd you hear the rumors from? Um, a source I trust. There at least were Warforged in this area at some point. And but knowing the state of Isatalos, I doubt that they would have stayed for long. I guess we will see what happens when we go by. But for safety's sake, whenever it gets on the horizon, let's just have Grimton and Nexby below deck for a while. That's the plan. Until then, we press on.
everybody's on top of somebody. Sounds like a good time. No, 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 but like before, you started the fire. We didn't start the fire. We didn't start then the fire. Then who started the fire? It was always burning. <laughs> I was, I've been wondering if somebody was going to make that joke for a good while now. All right, all right. Let him go. I let him go. Attack! Oh my freaking god. I'm kidding. Uh, Spirits. <laughs> I was ready for it. I was like, all right, guys, here we go. We're going to fight the hundreds of thousands one at a time. I need to stop being we so get, we were, nice. I think we would get knocked unconscious before we got We'd to get the knocked unconscious before we stood up. Uh, who else? Alaric. Alaric. Damn it. Why do I keep doing it's that? Twice tonight? today. Yep. It's our, it's our celebrity couple name. <laughs> Alaric. I ship it. I mean, I suppose if there's some like proportional mathematics here, the tinier you get, the more attitude you need. Hence the bonus attitude from the extra tiny beings. That's called an inversely proportional relationship. Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> that is an eighth grade star vocab. What's it? What's an eighth grade? <laughs> <laughs> What's a star? We have stars. Nerd. <laughs> what do you think, Nixby? What? Sorry, I was looking at a car outside my window. <laughs> <laughs> and but knowing the state of Isatalos, I doubt that they would have stayed for long. Yeah, there's not a lot to do there. <laughs> there's not even a movie theater. <laughs> yeah, like, it's none of the amenities.